And welcome to Games Are Fun, a bonus episode. Hey. We, this week, got to try Alice is Missing, a game that we talked about earlier uh, on the show. So I thought we'd uh, go over it and talk about how we felt about it. That sounds fun. I'm very curious on what was like being a player because I have only ran this game so far. How many times have you run it now? It was my, the, the second time. Uh, and then like, well, second and a half because there's the half to demo everything mm-hmm. and then to make sure like it all worked. But then the, I've, I've ran it now three times because of the two demos. Okay. So my initial thoughts as a player is I had fun. The game overall seems like a good idea. I don't know how many times I'd want to play it. I, I definitely would love to get a second game in. Um, and maybe a third, but I feel like after that, I'd probably have done everything I could do with it. Possibly. That's assuming you get every variant variation. I think the endings, like the 10 minute card really shake things up, but also don't give you enough time to necessarily respond to them. Well, real quick, before we, before we continue down that thought, let's kind of explain how the game works for anybody listening. So they have context for anything we say about it. So, um... Why don't why don't you start that since you run it? Oh. So the general idea is you each take on one of these four roles, uh, excluding the moderator. The moderator has a set role called Charlie Burns, if I remember correctly. Uh, and that is the organizer's role. They're supposed to be the kid that's coming that used to live here, but was out of but's been living with their mom and is now coming back in town for some uh, not sorry, summer uh, winter break. Uh, to stay with their dad, and they're like, "Hey, my friend Alice, where's she?" And she, he, uh, um, they message all the people in the town uh, that were Alice's friends that they remember, and be like, "Yo, where's Alice?" Uh, in which case, you take on the roles of Alice's older brother, uh, Alice's secret girlfriend, which is not so secret because it's it's part of the tag, <laughs> um, and. Uh, let's see, Dakota, which is Alice's best friend, and then Evan, the dude that's been crushing on her. Mm-hmm. So we played with, uh, I played Evan, um, somebody else played Julia, the secret girlfriend, and somebody played Chris, the older brother, is that right? Chris or Jack? Jack. Jack is correct. Um, and, uh, so you have a character card that just sort of gives you some basic information about the relationship you have with Alice. Um, you get dealt a prompt card that um, to sort of figure out what your relationship to the other characters is. And these things are very loose. So like, it'll be expressed as like um, they did something that you haven't forgiven them for. What is it? So you, you get to fill in a lot of blanks during this. But those basic uh, generalizations remain. And then um, Charlie says, where's Alice? And you all start talking about the fact that you haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. And they do make it very clear in the beginning that you are Northern California, middle of nowhere town, in the middle of winter, and there's snow. So like, I think that's that's an important part because they constantly will bring up things about the blizzard that's going to react to you. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, it's also they also give you a time period too. It's just really vague because to say right after that depression hit and people are just getting back on their feet. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of know late late two thousand or late two thousand teens kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think they are intentionally making it nebulous what the year is because they don't want people to have to try and remember like what is that pop song that came out this year. It's just trying to set the scene. Um, for like what kinds of people would be around and what people are talking about. And I'd say that that's a really big thing in this game, that nothing is super specific because they want to give you room to improvise and uh, come up with those details yourself. So it's really interesting that to see people's reactions and how once they realize they have that much freedom, Mm -hmm. essentially everyone's GMing. But the reason that there is a moderator is someone there is there to poke everyone to remind them, hey, we have clues. Yeah. Um, so what happens is throughout the game, there's scheduled. It's a time. There's a timer. So you have 90 minutes to find Alex, essentially. Um, during that 90 minutes, you will be given clue cards. And these clue cards are really vague. They'll be like, you find a mysterious package. I, that's not one of them, but. It's uh, something like I mean, that. I got I got something really close to that, which was um, you break into Alice's locker and find something from this location. It says to draw a location. Um, what is it and why does that scare you? So that was that was the, so it's things like that. Yeah, that was the clue for me. And I drew the old barn and I'd already searched the old barn earlier in the game and found a creepy mask. So I decided that I found another creepy mask in her locker. And then I texted one of the other players to be like, oh, my God, I found another one of these masks. What does it mean? And then everyone responded. And it's and then that continues the game. And what I was afraid at first was that there was going to be like a set narrative. And how would you be able to replay the game or how would you have random clues be generated in in kind of a set narrative? Mm -hmm. But it isn't that which is brilliant. But but there is what they did is in the last 10 minutes um you actually essentially kind of discover the story or the ending to the story mm-hmm. um and that's fairly set three things are going to happen well yeah so they um, they mentioned that you will that you should never say that you found Alice's car cell phone or Alice unless you are specifically told that you are and, um, like, I found her car during that game. I don't know if anybody found her cell phone. And then we found Alice right near the end. And I assume that generally happens. I don't know exactly what the setup is for the timed clues. I It's it's a little spoilery, but there there is three distinct endings. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I kind of figured that because um, in the game guide, it mentions that, like, you can get attacked, right? Like... Uh, you you could theoretically end up lost or dead, and and I mean like we didn't find the cell phone, so the cell phone could have been the other one of the other endings. It's like you find the cell phone, but not Alice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and and what's very interesting is that last like last three cards are the most interesting because at this time they're just letting you set up and kind of get to know each other and, and establish the town really. And, and how you perceive it and how everyone perceives each other. And the last, like, 30 to 40 minutes is the actual more or less the mystery. 
um, where you start knowing who's a suspect with a location and then how you're going to find her. Mm-hmm. We we talked about this when, after we played the game that um, you can kind of classify any role-playing game on a scale from war game to creative writing prompt. And if that's your one in 10 on this scale, this game is a nine, right? Like yeah. it is very close to their creative writing prompt side. And because of that, I feel like the second time you play this game is always going to be the best one because the first time you don't really realize how much freedom you have. And especially if you haven't flexed those muscles before, um, like you may be intimidated by the idea of like, well, I guess I can say anything. What do I say? Kind of um, almost a good training wheel for if you want to DM. I there's, there's, I think actually getting a bunch of DMs who who are already sort of used to being okay with just making stuff up on the fly, uh, it would be very interesting because I think it would get, it would almost get a little too silly at some places, but also probably the just right level in, in some ways. So there was a game called Fiasco that was um, like an indie darling for a while. And I played Fiasco and was not particularly interested in it because the game I played got very bonkers very fast. And I don't mind a little bit of silly, but like, I'm just not into really bonkers stuff unless that's specifically what I came to the table for. And I read an interview with the creator and they said, what do you think a failing of the system is? And he said, I don't know if it's a failing of the system, but it is something that can be perceived negatively about the system, which is that the first time people try it out, they tend to go very silly, very fast. And it's not until people have played the game two or three times before they start realizing that dramatic improv will get them a lot farther than silly improv will. And while Alice is missing, like is already presenting a serious story. So I don't think anybody's going to like, just randomly decide that aliens did it but they could right so it is that thing of like everybody's gotta sort of understand like i'm performing for everybody else in this group so i need to be capable of predicting what kind of performance they want to see and because they do a very good job establishing where you are who you are things like that it allows all the minutiae to get made up and that's where it gets interesting. For sure. I, you know, I think now that I've brought Fiasco up, I actually think that this game would be a really good, like dipping your toe in this really like narratively free, more writing prompt style RPG. And then like Fiasco would be the next step. Yes. So they actually credit a fiasco in the back of their module as part of being their inspiration for this game. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, like, while the themes of the games are very different, like fiasco is famously all about like everything goes wrong. Uh, like it's inspired by like Guy Ritchie movies and stuff like that. Um, there's there's some clear like similar stuff going on. Like, uh, again, like it's not really about rolling dice and um uh you know interacting with a mechanical system it's about 
uh, telling a story and just kind of making it up as you go along and just providing a framework in which to do that. It harkens back to a lot of those old school text RPGs that there were, uh, correction, G, not, there was, it was just RPs. <laughs> um, and, and they're still fairly popular on things like Tumblr. You're talking uh, about like, like MUDs? Hmm? Multi-user dungeons? Maybe. I didn't play those. I'm more familiar with Gaia Online and Tumblr Ask Bots or like Ask Blogs. Okay. So you're talking about like forum role plays? Yes. Role play forums. Yeah. And essentially one of the problems that you had in those settings was setting up a good world with established characters and everyone was on the same page because inevitably someone would roll in with the half angel. <laughs> so, oh, that's very Gaia online, yeah. So this kind of is the more refined, hey, we have real rules kind of thing that... Sort of. I, I don't know if there's any real rules to this game. <laughs> like the only the only real rules that they make a big deal about are like, don't put have two people be in the same place and you can't find Alice without being told you find her. I'm pretty sure that's the only real rules. Can you think of anything? Oh, I guess the I guess the timed cards are kind of a rule. Yeah, like how you set up those things. Um we forgot to mention there's also a search deck and you can search to just get sort of a prompt. So it's like, oh, you you decide I went over here to search. You, you don't have to do anything special. You just say, I went over there. And then you can uh, draw a card from the search deck and it'll tell you you found something and it's up to you to figure out what that means, um, how how to incorporate it into the story. And and they're usually fairly monkey-wrenchy, um, which is great sometimes when you just are stagnant and don't know where to pull from or like trying to come up with ideas. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, those I think often like the masks got like left at the wayside kind of thing. Part of that was I only told Julia. So she was the only other person who could really bring it up until like I think I said something about it like way later in the game when we were like wrapping up. But um, yeah, like I, I can totally see how if you draw too many search cards, it's like how do all these random things we drew fit together? Because there are fairly... They're they're on theme, but they're random. Yeah, like they're all going to fit within the sort of narrative of a girl is missing and we're looking for her. So these things kind of make it seem like, oh, did something go wrong? Was she kidnapped for this reason? Is there a cult involved? You know, that kind of thing. They're going to they're going to sort of hint at that. But again, like it's just it just tells you you found a creepy mask. It doesn't tell you if the creepy mask is actually related to why Alice is missing. And it doesn't have to be, or it's the whole, it suddenly becomes the entire central point of the whole story. So it just depends. So as somebody who's running the game, like, do you enjoy running it since your role is majoritively passive? I don't mind. I, I, I like DMing already. So me sitting back and just reading mm -hmm. what people say is great. The only downside is there is no motivation for me to use private chat at all. Yeah, I mean, like the only time I said anything in private chat, it was like I was asking about rules or like how to use the Discord commands. Yeah, absolutely. As being the outsider, there is no reason for me to have like a secret conversation with someone 
uh, actually, you know what? This kind of reminds me of its micro LARP. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially the way this one is run, where they're encouraging you to use your actual cell phones and actual messaging apps. Um, like we were using Discord because you could do the cards through Discord. So people could use Discord commands to like draw cards. Um, but you can theoretically play this game with any messaging app, especially if you're playing in person and you're like texting across the table, which is actually sort of like the assumed thing you're doing. Well, that's the thing is, depending, I think you could do this game with a physical one, take some photos of the cards that um, you want to draw and just have one person at home. And then you could play this game literally across like people doing their work day, which is weird, but somehow entirely perfect for what the game's trying to simulate. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I. My one complaint I have, and we, we, you know, as a group just decided to ignore this at the relevant moment, but it tells you to never be in the same place at the same time. And part of the reason that it's doing that is so that you can have separated narratives because a lot of the game is like making something up and saying, I did this, I found this and discussing what that means with the other players. So if you're all in the same place, it's like, well, why didn't they find it? Why didn't they see what you see? Especially those last couple of cards where, like, you might be finding Alice, right? So I understand why it says not to put anybody in the same place, but occasionally I feel like it would make sense for people to be in the same place. Um, That's one of those RPG, ignore the rules, DM says yes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, when when we ignored it was, like, when Alice had been found, and she was found near the lighthouse, or in the lighthouse, and multiple of us had just said we were going to the lighthouse anyway. <laughs> so, so we like, I just pretended, like, oh, well, I'm, air quotes, at the lighthouse, but I'm actually, like, down at a cove underneath the lighthouse. So I'm going to have to climb my way back up. Uh, but then after, like, five minutes, it was like, well, I, I feel like I got there. I feel like I am now at the lighthouse and I should be helping these people save my friend, you know. And oh, yeah. we, we just made the call. It was like, yeah, yeah, you can do that. That's fine. <laughs> Especially because at the time, the other character didn't have a phone. Yeah. So now we were, like, well, was this person still okay? Yeah. What's you know? I think I think also that's another part of it is the game doesn't want you to narrate very much. They don't want you to say I go here, I do this, um, or my character does that. They want you to only say what you would be saying in a message to somebody or in a conversation with somebody. Right? It's all it's all supposed to be told through conversations, which is really wonderful because i think a lot of people feel intimidated about those form rpgs about like oh i do this and i have to set up this whole scene and i describe a building for like three pages or <laughs> you know mm -hmm. and this doesn't have that barrier of entry where you're just you write like you text um do you remember how much you paid for um alice is missing i believe the box at msrp if you buy it in the store is 25 okay kickstarted it i think it was 
20 or 25. I I got both the digital version and the Roll20 version. And then the bot someone made, which is called White Rabbit. Uh, I really, the the bot technically functions. It is it is also free. So I'm not really <laughs> shouldn't complain. Yeah, I, I do remember there being some problems, but there that that store doesn't have great internet as well. So that could also be part of it. I absolutely think it was. It was the bot could not because the bot host was the computer. So the co- computer was bouncing to another website and then trying to bounce back. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't keep up with everyone messaging rapid fire life as well on that internet. I do see that the game is being sold for $20 on Amazon, which means, yeah, it's probably $25 uh, on a non-Amazon platform. Um, there are also cheaper prices on other places. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's somewhere between $15 and $25. Would you recommend that somebody buy the game? I would definitely recommend buying the game. I think... I would rather have the hard copy because it is a lot more flexible. Uh, I The app is nice, but obviously you don't... Oh, they are trying to make an official Discord app, by the way. Um, that might work better. Uh, the Roll20 version definitely is functional, but I feel like it has some major limits to it because you have to be on Roll20, which means you kind of need a computer. The upside is is you still get to pull cards and things like that, which is kind of nice in like a tabletop simulator style. Mm-hmm. You, um, oh, that's another place you could play this tabletop simulator, kind of. I can almost guarantee somebody's made a mod by now for for a tabletop simulator. I mean, yeah, yeah. The I still think the best way is in person and making sure you have the you want the YouTube video set up. So you do, I I would recommend, honestly, my two combos would be Discord and a physical copy of the game. Put the the music bot to function on your Discord channel, which you probably already have. Use the Discord messenger because it's still going to be the easiest messenger system, I think, to to work with it. And you don't have to give people your phone numbers, but it'll still feel like a a cell phone. Mm -hmm. And if you need to talk to each other, you can right in the app without having to like change things. But... You want the physical cards. I think it really does change something to be able to draw the cards. And then, hey, if you're not in the same room, you can easily take pictures and send it. It's they're su- like super easy, easy, barely an inconvenience kind of. Yeah, um, I, I actually wonder what it would be like to Charlie this game. And um, like if you had the physical set um, and didn't want to mess with the Discord bot just have people when they want to search um like text you in the in the like private text um so that um and you and you just send it back to them or you or you post it in their clues page or whatever like um like you did once or twice when we uh when the when the bot wasn't working right yeah yeah i think i i think overall i would really recommend this game i I, I feel like RPGers um, look at a $20 game that you're only going to play three times and say like, oh, that's that's way too expensive. And it's like, no, it's really not. Like for a unique experience, that's going to like expand how you think about RPGs and um, get you to do something you haven't done before. 
give you an experience you haven't had before. I don't I don't think 20 bucks is too much to ask. <laughs> and uh, there is a PDF version, which is also could function the same way. But I there's there's it's nice to flip the cards. The cards are really nice. Yeah. And then you don't have to figure out like, oh, I have to cut paste and, and stuff like that. Like I was doing it. It's not bad. You just definitely need a computer versus you can. The, the upside about a physical copy is you can play entirely on your phone, which is huge if you want to do this while like. Like I said, going grocery shopping or something, which you could absolutely do. And it would be phenomenal. It would be like a weird kind of like secret RP thing. It would be great. It. Yeah, I mentioned um, when we got done with our game that like somebody had walked up to me and I'd had a conversation with them while I was still playing. Like I, w- I was still playing. I was still texting um, Julian stuff and. It's so weird because when you start out, you're like 90 minutes. I guess that's a good amount of time. And then like you 15 minutes later, you're like, God, this is going so fast. And then mm-hmm. like 20 minutes later, you're like, oh, no, that, like that's we, everything's slowed down now. Uh, I don't know if we're going to uh, have a lot going on. And then like because the like really big events come near the end of the game, you're like, oh, my God, five more minutes. <laughs> we have to find Alice. Need more time. So yeah, it's it's interesting. the The timing mechanism is uh pretty spot on. I think like the 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 ninety minute game is just, feels just about right. But it also clearly can be expanded. It just means um that you're going to be playing at a slower pace. You're going to have a lot more downtime, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like it kind of works towards the story because the whole point is that you're you're playing in real time. And a re- relative real time. They, they say you can like skip things like you shouldn't, you don't have to wait 10 minutes to drive to a location. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you you just say you went to a location and it's up to you how long that, that takes you. But I just mean like if you're, if you decide that you want to like play over the course of one day, you're just, you're just assuming that like time passes, right? Like you're probably going to, have the same number of conversations with people. It's just going to be spread out in how long you feel like you have to respond to them and stuff like that. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing I can highly recommend, though, is do listen to the soundtrack. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you don't need no put on the soundtrack. It's really there is something about it that it adds the extra element. Mm-hmm. I thought the soundtrack was good. I just um, really didn't want to spend the bandwidth because I was on on mobile data instead of uh, you know, like Wi-Fi data. It's definitely one of those things where if you can do, yeah, the voicemails always feel. I I don't know if they felt super satisfying yet. They're they're fun, but they're not. My so I thought they were a really good idea, and I thought they would be really cool to do. Um, I didn't have a recording app, so I didn't end up doing one. Um, my only problem was that you you record the voicemail based on a card that everyone has seen. So the like reveal that's supposed to come from that voicemail isn't much of a reveal. <laughs> it's just like secret girlfriend. Everyone knows she's the secret girlfriend. Yeah, that's yeah. Now you're so in the in the card game that the app, uh, the Discord, you're not, you're not supposed to see the other character cards. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just the app had to set it up for again a free discord thing yes but it's also one of those things where like if you've played multiple times you're going to be aware 
also even without the seeing the full card um you the secret girlfriend thing is open knowledge because it's it's listed in the descriptions of the characters honestly everything that their voicemails usually say are not surprising if you know the description of the character <laughs> yeah that's kind of what i mean it's like i think it would be more interesting if it was like on the motivation card so that like it can be random who's saying what so like evan's supposed to be asking her to go to the movies and it's like yeah that's supposed to hint at the fact that he has a crush on her but i mean like if that changes per time like it can end up being interesting how that plays into you know what you're doing and stuff i don't know i i I just think that i agree with you that the voicemails aren't necessarily well executed but i think there are ways you could execute them better within within the stuff that already kind of exists biggest thing right now is i want to take this mechanic this this system and play other games with it and have you played fiasco play fiasco so I I really recommend checking out Fiasco because it's basically the same thing, except slightly more structured. And I mean, I need to play Fiasco. I uh, I just I actually think the new version is really interesting because um they asked themselves why they have dice because um the things they use dice for like weren't really relevant to what the system was trying to accomplish. So they just changed it to positive and negative uh, cards. Um, and they accomplished the same thing. Because they in, in the original fiasco, you had white dice and you had black dice. And when the white dice were good things that happened and the black dice were bad things that happened. So y- when you were resolving, you had to pick a white or a black die to mean that you were going to resolve either a good thing or a bad thing. And so if you spend all the white dice, you're not allowed to have good things happen anymore. Right. So that's how you keep the narrative flow going. And they were just like, oh, we don't we don't really need dice to do this. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, the new cards did look interesting. I've, I've wanted to play the game. I, I what I like about Alice more than what I've little I've seen about Fiasco mm-hmm. um, is that it's all messenger base Mm. there's something about having essentially a pocket larp for a lack of a better or or that's the experience i think i would love to incorporate into more games that especially now like like during covid and everything like that Mm -hmm. where you have to be separate yeah and you still want to interact with your friends and you still want to do rpgs and yes there are plenty of ways to play DD online uh, this is so much more convenient and fluid to still have this RP experience with your friends, but you don't have to worry about monster stat blocks. You don't have to worry about dice. You don't have to worry about all these things. Uh, you still have to worry about cards, but that seems way more doable because I can throw cards in my back pocket while I'm cleaning and be like, Oh, timer switch the card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I think you're right. And actually I'll, I'll sort of like retract my statement a little bit i i do still think that if you like this game you'll probably like fiasco one big difference is because this is a central narrative because this is always going to be about alice being missing there's the 
the cards that you can draw, the um, they provide prompts for when you don't know what to say. And Fiasco doesn't have that. Fiasco relies on the players to come up with everything. So I I will say that there is sort of an idea of like hacking Alice is a different experience than just going and playing Fiasco. Like it still provides you with that structured framework or or not even framework. The framework is less structured than Fiasco, but the the ability to prompt you if you don't have an idea ready to go is what Alice is doing better than Fiasco. I I really want to, like, it needs expansions, essentially. I want more scenarios. Well, and I almost think it's not expansions. It is that. It's it's a completely different scenario, right? So, like, you need new prompt cards, new character cards, new um, location cards. And you can make all of those, right? Or or they can make all of those. Both both are completely valid. I'm I'm busy and I'm not gonna lie a little bit. So if someone comes out there and just like, hey, I totally have taken the same formula and redone everything as, you know, I kind of joked about like, you know, superheroes trying to find a missing person or it doesn't even have to be necessarily a missing person, but like trying to find a lost dog. I'd just let me know because I really want to see what it looks like when it's not Alice. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, ooh, Alice the dog is missing. Could be like the kids' version of this. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, in conclusion, uh, you should probably try this game out. It's fun. Games are fun, and this is one of them. Definitely do that and find a way to hack it because <laughs> I would definitely throw money at that. Hey, you should just tweet at Hunters Entertainment, like. Um, make the same game, but with other prompts, and uh, they, they probably would. <laughs> it's I I know that it is getting talked about a lot, so we can hope that that translates to some amount of sales, which means that they can put their efforts towards making another version of it. Um, you know, maybe this will become the Alice Engine or something like that. I'd love that, honestly. I I am I really 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 want a rpg based on phones <laughs> all right well uh i think that's all we have today this was just a bonus episode talking about alice is missing uh games are fun so go play some bye